All right, three, two, one. How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to the Nerd Stuff with Ian 2.0 podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Ian. And today's episode, as you guys have probably already read the title, we're going to be talking about the character of Venom. Kind of give you guys kind of an idea of where his abilities are, what kind of what he what the symbiote kind of is. And give you guys kind of an idea going forward. I figured I will cover Donnie Cates' Venom. Kind of give you guys an idea of like, hey, how many Venoms have there really been? Because there's actually been more than people think. A lot of people just think it's really just been Eddie Brock. When realistically it's been a couple different people. So, as everyone knows, Venom comes from essentially the symbiote suit that Spider-Man had back from Secret Wars. That they slowly built upon. Now, it has, you know, gone even farther than that. I'm trying to remember the actual name of the symbiote, what they actually call it. And, yeah, so in Marvel, they call it the Clintar. And they greater expanded upon that in Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, they did that in the comic book run, but they did that primarily due to the fact that you had, at that time, you had Flash Thompson was Venom. And he was Venom Space Knight. Now, there's a lot of different stuff that's happened to the character of Venom, particularly just the symbiote suit and different toasts it's had. So it's had Eddie Brock will always be its first host. Then you have the character of Flash Thompson, who's probably been the second host that a lot of people know of. So either you've been, either read a Flash Thompson Venom or you've read an Eddie Brock Venom book. Now, if you came along when Civil War was happening... And, yes, not, well, I wouldn't even say Civil War. I guess kind of the after effects of Civil War going to see, going into Secret Invasion and to Dark Reign, you did see another Venom. Now, that was Mac Gargan. That was the Scorpion, who was a predominant Spider-Man villain. And at that point, they were like, well, let's just do something different, because they really didn't want to mess with Eddie Brock that much. They were trying to figure out what they wanted. And at the end of the day, they were... With Marvel, they're like, well, let's just see what we can do. Which, to me, I think it ended very well. At least in my opinion. I think it did. So, I think that it benefited from the concept of... Really and truly, you know, doing different things with the character. Now, of course, for people who are just kind of more curious, like... Well, what makes, you know, Venom such a deadly character? In a lot of ways, he... Because it was symbiote, the Clintar symbiote that pretty much bonded itself to Peter Parker, it learned a lot about Peter Parker. You know, it manipulated his emotions. It made him feel as though you need to be obsessed with me. In a lot of ways, you know, it falls on the line with that, you know, the whole symbiotic relationship. It needed Peter Parker. It needed him to feel as though they needed each other. So this way, he would never lose out on what it had, and I, I like that concept as it slowly got built up, and I think that's what made, you know, the Venom symbiote an interesting thing that's now become, now, in the early 90s, you got, you know, the full introduction of Venom, which was really done more or less with Todd McFarlane really pushing that, and then you had Venom versus Spider-Man, and you really had all the crazy stories that you guys have seen up, you know, when you saw Spider-Man 3, where they had all that, or even if you want to go off something that was actually more accurate, you could go off of pretty much the actual Spider-Man cartoon, which actually did a better job of handling that, 
whole thing with the whole Sonics affecting it and fire and everything like that. And the Venom history is just long in regards to really and truly just what the expansions upon the character have become and how cool of a character it really is. And just thinking to yourself, well, how could you make like this small symbiotic blob that looks like Play-Doh, you know, something that is, in a lot of ways, you know, in a lot of ways, how do I want to put this, like, groundbreaking and changing towards the Marvel Universe? And you've had a lot of writers on it from Rick Remender, Todd McFarlane, now you have Donnie Cates. You've had Mike DeCosta, who currently writes Stealth. You've got a lot of guys that have slowly built up this concept of it. Now, it didn't come up until Donnie Cates started his run on Venom that you had Null the Symbiote God. Now, he pulled from pretty much Jason Aaron's Thor run with the, if I remember the name of the actual weapon, it was, uh, Lord, was it... Trying to remember the actual weapon that was uh that was from what he was called. Cause it was a really ridiculous like weapon that came up for it. because uh, it was from Gore the God Butcher. Sorry, I happen to remember a lot of stuff. And unfortunately when remembering a lot of stuff, you have to kinda think about it. So you had, so what we're going to do, I'm going to later correct it in the, and like when I do a full-blown like Venom Volume 1 by Donny Cates. But for right now we're going to pretty much call it the uh, Sword of Darkness. That's what we're just going to go with for right now. And that was wielded by Gore the God Butcher, who was a major villain of Thor, who his concept was, gods are no better than man, because gods had forgotten him. And I'll cover Thor the God Butcher as well, or Thor and Gore and Thor the God of Thunder, because to me it's arguably one of the best Thor runs that I feel like people, you know, for all the crap people can might say about Jason Aaron's later portions when he made Jane Foster Thor, he honestly made a very incredible Thor run that I feel like it's going to stand the test of time, and that, to me, is definitive. But to get back to more Venom and everything like that, so besides just Venom, you've also had other symbiotes, and one of the other main symbiotes I think most people are familiar with is Carnage. Now, Carnage is technically, the symbiote Carnage suit is technically the child of Venom. So it was born through... Parents, asexual reproduction, which the Clintar were able to do, and they built upon that, and it was mixed with the blood of of Cletus Cassidy, and he became really and truly, in a lot of ways, even more effective and deadlier symbiote than what the Venom symbiote was, and it made the threat for Spider-Man even crazier. So, for people, I guess, who are curious, you know, Venom has super strength, speed, agility, and it gives its user a lot of things that increases their normal there are more abilities, and it allows them to do stuff that normally they wouldn't. But it also makes them on the line of more brutal, and they're more violent. And you see that with, you know, early iterations of Venom with Lethal Protector, and how he was going to get Spider-Man to begin with. And also on top of that, for the Venom symbiote, 
they adapted the, at least particularly Venom and Carnage symbiotes, they adapted the concept of blocking out Spider-Man's Spider-Sense. So it made them an even deadlier villain. So whenever, that's why whenever people saw Venom back in the early 90s, like as a cool character, they had to recognize that, you know, Spider-Man's in for a fight. He's not going to get an easy pass. Because he's going against, you know, someone who can get past the Spider-Sense made him such a deadly villain. And it further got expanded upon with, you know, you had Anti-Venom, when Eddie Brock became Venom, and the Anti-Venom was more or less the... I'm trying to think how I want to best explain it in, like, easier terms. So you had Anti-Venom, which was pretty much an all-white Venom suit with black, so it was the inverse of the regular Venom costume. And it had the ability to heal. Now, Eddie Brock did have cancer at one point. And what the what the Venom costume would do is it would use pretty much... Its ability, more or less, was to heal people. So if you were critically injured, you know, the, the user of that suit would, could use its abilities to either heal itself or heal others. Now, it did come at a cost for the user. Which, they'll, I'll go in depth a little bit about that once we get further into it. I, I might do a spider I might talk a little bit about Flash Thompson. Well, I will talk about Flash Thompson. I'll, I might have to spoil a little bit of what happened with Dan Slott's Spider-Man in regards to that, kind of to give you guys kind of the concept of how crazy this has gotten. But within, you know, the character of Venom and all the stuff that's added to his character, you've seen such a giant expansion on what he is. You know, a lot of people, again, like I said earlier, they thought he was just some gooey blob. That he was... That was it. They didn't think of him as a more ridiculous character. They didn't think of him as anything as crazy. They just thought of him as this thing that was just there. It was a new, cool Spider-Man costume. The stack was cool, and that's what they went for. Which, to be honest, I think the black suit Spider-Man costume is just... Such a easy slash amazing addition that made Spider-Man, the Spider-Man costume, just so cool. I know everyone's used to red and blue and the like little black web outlines, but this is, you know, the Spire, the black suit Spider-Man costume is always just one that looked just cooler to everybody else. Just saying. And that's always made it just an interesting thing. Now, you've had tons and tons of battles between... Venom, Carnage, Spider-Man, you've had Maximum Carnage, you've had, you know, Venom with the Protector, you've had Venom Space Knight, you've had Agent Venom, you've had, perhaps, the Mac Cargan Venom, you've had all these different iterations, and they've all slowly, again, like I said, built upon a history that just made the character of Venom someone that is, like I said earlier, very much... And a more interesting character than it was created to be. And to me, that's what I kind of appreciate about it. Now, I've definitely, you know, I when I before I even got into Venom, like I knew who he was, I knew the concept, but I always just assumed it was probably just Eddie Brock. Like I knew about that at one point. Flash Thompson became Venom due to the fact that like, he chose to go to the army, he chose to go to the military. He ended up losing both his legs, and during this time, they were trying to figure out. Well, we had this Venom costume after the whole things with Norman Osborn and the Thunderbolts in Siege. 
let's see if we can use this costume as a weapon for the good of, you know, America and military. And, of course, it, the symbiote suit gave Flash Thompson legs, and Flash Thompson was able to, in a lot of ways, and this is kind of like a little extra, not really spoilers, but slowly turn the, you know, the vengeance and the rage that it felt because of Eddie Brock's pure hatred, Eddie Brock and the symbiote suit's venom's hatred towards Peter Parker changed it because Flash Thompson, you know, he, he had a small hatred towards Peter, but he was more of a bully towards Peter. But he also, for Flash Thompson, he also, his favorite superhero is Spider-Man. He always wanted to be Spider-Man. That was his thing. So it was, that's what made it very interesting. And it allowed for Flash and the Venom symbiote to slowly, you know, change each other. Now, I will say, for people who are kind of curious, like, well, if, you know, if, if Flash didn't know who Peter Parker was, but all of a sudden, you know, he gets the Venom symbiote and only the Venom symbiote knows it, well, wouldn't a lot of people who've used the Venom symbiote know who Peter, Peter Parker is Spider-Man? Yes and no. So the Venom symbiote, one of its abilities is it when it leaves its host, when it goes to a new host and it completely leaves them, what they do, they will leave a codex behind, and I'll explain that further on in the Donny Cates Venom run. But they'll leave a little bit of the Venom symbiote in the person. But for the most part, what they'll do is they will completely just take away any memories they had of being in the Venom symbiote, any knowledge that the Venom symbiote had, anything like that. So this way, it's a plot device. But it made it this way, you didn't have... You know, Scorpion, Flash Thompson, Eddie Brock, all, you know, all of them knowing the identity of Spider-Man and just constantly just harassing him and going after him, trying to kill him off. And I kind of like that concept because, again, it's symbiosis. If the symbiote wants to allow you to have its knowledge, it will. But if it wants to leave, it takes it with it. And I think that made it such a more interesting dynamic for building up the, the symbiote costume. Now, when I talk more about Donny Cates' Venom run, like how it's going right now, there's going to be more than just, you know, Matt Gargan, Flash Thompson, and Eddie Brock. Now, there is the wife of Eddie Brock that became She-Venom. Her name pretty much was Annie Brock, who you saw in the movie, who everyone, you saw Annie, and then you saw her get the, Venom, the symbiote costume and all that stuff. That was real. Now, you've had other symbiotes like Scream and Toxin and I think, yeah, we're, I think, I can't remember, for a reason my brain just wants to blank on anyone's, but those have been the other two that a lot of people kind of know of in regards to it. And they just added more to the Venom concepts. Now, it has later been more expanded upon. Again, once I get to Donny Cates' stuff, which... That's, I think, where I'm going to jump you guys on at. And then I might just do random stuff that expand upon the other characters. So, I figured this is kind of just a nice introduction. You know, you guys kind of get to know a little bit of the Venom power. Which, you know, is super speed, agility, all that fun stuff. His ability to block out from being detected by, you know, Spider-Man Spider-Sense. And really just, you know, understanding the early concepts of... You know, before, Venom was just somebody that was just 
it was just Eddie Brock. And Eddie Brock slowly changed it to be a brutal protector, but he wanted to make changes. It wasn't until Flash Thompson, again, really and truly, you know, changed the Venom symbiote for the better. And that's a thing, I guess a theme that I will talk about within Donny Cates' Venom run. Again, you guys are hearing that constant, and you're like, man, dude, just talk about the run. Like, I want to right now, but at the same time, I want to kind of introduce you guys to it. And I figured, this is a short one, nothing crazy. I figured, this is, again, if this is something you guys really want to hear, go for it. I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to cover the first two volumes. We'll see from there. And this way, if it's something you guys want to hear, if you guys put the listens in, you guys are like, hey, no, I want to know more, or you just know me personally, you're like, hey, I just want to hear you talk about it in person. I got no problem with doing that either. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to close this out. So with that being said, I think we are good to go, and uh, you guys have a great day. Later.